Good morning, this is Randy Brunson on Gwinnett Business Radio X. Welcome to this episode of Stewarding Family Wealth podcast brought to you by Centurion Advisor Group, a local independent wealth management firm. We are here today to go to episode two of long-term planning. Now, long-term planning sounds just fractionally more exciting than a trip to the dentist. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe not even that exciting. So we will try to make this fun and exciting for you. Thanks for tuning in. Uh, I'm Randy Brunson. My co-host is Sandy LaRue. Sandy, tell the world hello. Hello. Hello world, right? Hello world. I know. So what what did we talk about the last time we were together? Part of long-term planning, we talked about um, two of the rules, if you will, would be one is to write it down. Uh, So have your plans and write them down and keep it short maybe no more than three to five is what our recommendation is we find that when you keep it short like that people are more willing and more able to maintain those goals I think I heard you say one time some uh, some time ago that if everything is a priority nothing is yep 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 so mm-hmm. like keep keep it short write it down yep commit it to writing yep and the writing can be either pictures or words right yep yeah you know, so so if Listeners want to learn more, they can connect with a previous episode that they can find on what Spotify, iHeartRadio, mm-hmm. and iTunes. Yep. Right? Good. So what are we going to talk about today? We're going to talk about the last two of right. those um, long-term goal planning. So the first was write it down. The second one is keep it short. The third is automate it. And then finally is give it time. Give it time. All right. So automate sounds funny if you talk about like just almost you have to be specific like automate it i know that we have found that when people automate putting money away then when it's kind of like when you get paid and you have your 401k money come out it's almost like you don't even notice it so you're more likely to get where you want to be financially because you've automated it so it's and it's exciting at the end of the year or even after a few months to see what you've accomplished. But by automating it, you don't have to always think about it. You don't, if you don't automate it, then it's like paying your bills. You may not remember to pay your bill. You may pay it a little late. Where if it's automated, it's automatically paid. You don't have to worry about it. And you're moving down towards where you want to be. True. That's true. The, the, the concept of automation, that's very it's very easy to do in the financial world because mm-hmm. any of us can elect to set money aside consistently and authorize financial institutions to transfer funds from a checking or savings account into another account for long-term wealth building, right? That, yep. That's very simple to do. In other disciplines, like mm-hmm. good health, for example, yep. the automation almost comes in the form of habits and it's easy to find podcast and other instruction and reading material on good habits 90 days of of discipline those kind of things but that falls in the in the realm of of automation as well okay every morning i'm Mm -hmm. going to get up and walk for 30 minutes or five days a week i'm going to go to the gym and and walk or press iron or do whatever you do there but those are habits and disciplines Mm -hmm. that are a personal form of automation or a habit of reading for good mental health where we focus on on selective reading to prepare ourselves mentally for the day or or prayer Mm -hmm. or reflection or meditation those are habits and building those habits into our lives is a form of automation Mm -hmm. though and i think after after months and years of that they can become almost okay this is what i do this is just the way my life works right okay Mm -hmm. and but financially 
nothing beats automation. And one of the stories that comes to mind, I remember a buddy of mine, he's 80 now, almost 80, and he told me this story. He came out of Southern Polytech. He grew up in Georgia, went mm-hmm. to Southern Polytech over in uh, Cobb County. Came out of there in 63 or 64 and went to work for what, what was then Western Electric. And so he joined the credit union, the Western Electric Credit Union, and he needed to buy a car. And so he didn't have quite enough money saved up to buy a car, so borrowed the money from the credit union, set it up, $200 a pay period to be paid off in two years. And he said it's the last car he's ever borrowed money to buy. He said what he did is once the car was paid for, he asked the credit union, said just continue to take this money out of my paycheck and set it aside into a savings account. He automated a savings habit Okay, mm-hmm. which intrigues me. There's this concept that intrigues me. The concept is that when people have committed themselves to a payment, like a car payment or house payment, okay, mm-hmm. they will make that payment. Mm-hmm. Okay, but if the car payment's five hundred dollars a month, will you and I, once that car is paid for, continue setting that five hundred dollars? a month aside into savings so that we can buy the next car or does it just get absorbed into this miscellaneous random cash flow that comes in and goes out without any intentionality on our part yeah so what he did and that habit that automation of that habit Mm -hmm. has served him very well yes he's a client i don't know what his financial statement looks like it served him extremely well nothing fancy nothing exotic but it's automation of a financial habit, and that is to set money aside consistently and make it automatic. Mm-hmm. Savings account, investment account, whatever you're doing, automate that habit. And over the last two years in the investment world, we have found that that has served our clients extremely well. Uh, yes. Because in the first quarter of 2020, the stock market took a little time off, okay, mm-hmm. dropped about 30%, depending on which index you're measuring. and those who had automated their habits so that they were buying as a market dropped and then were buying as it rebounded, that habit served them just incredibly well in terms of their long-term performance because they weren't trying to guess, when do I buy? Mm-hmm. That's not the question. Yeah. It's not timing, it's time. Mm-hmm. And with financial habits, it's especially valuable. If you want to build a large savings account, start with a small one and automate transferring funds into it. If you want to build a, a large financial statement, a friend of mine said one time the way to make a small fortune in the commodities market was to start with a large one. Now, I'm, I'm not a specialist in the commodities market, um, and he said it a little tongue-in-cheek, but I can tell you the way to build a large financial statement is to automate habits of saving and investing. Okay? Mm-hmm. And here's the second component, is to give it time. Okay? Mm-hmm. My mom and dad... My mom and dad for years, as long as they were physically able, kept a vegetable garden. Some flowers, but mostly vegetables. So they would plant, they would till, they would turn the soil, they would break it up, they would plant the seeds. Not every seed comes up. If you want a seed to grow, you plant four. Mm-hmm. Okay? So th- there's, a, there's a whole series of teaching there on the, law of the, on the law of the harvest that is beyond the scope of this particular podcast. Okay, mm-hmm. Perhaps we'll cover that at another podcast at some point, but I've heard John Maxwell talk about spending your life sowing seeds. When you approach the day, 
Don't approach the day with a thought, what can I harvest today? Approach a day with the thought of, what seeds can I sow into someone else's life today that mm-hmm. will improve the quality of their life, that will help them move forward, that will get them where they need to go? Knowing that not all seeds come up, but when they do, if you think about planting four seeds of corn and you get one stalk, one seed germinates and comes up, mm-hmm. you get hundreds of kernels out of those several ears of corn that are on that stalk. Okay, mm-hmm. So the, the harvest, when it does come, is significant but as as the plants start to come up out of the soil my parents would never pull up that tomato plant or that potato growth or the lettuce they they would never pull that up to see how the roots were doing because that kills it Mm -hmm. because that destroys what you're trying to accomplish they would simply give it time they would let it grow they continue to water and to make sure that the ground was prepared and the plants had the water they needed okay so it's critical to give give it time. When it comes to investing in the stock market, what, what I have found, mm-hmm. okay, is if you're going to buy stocks or invest in mutual stock mutual funds, the absolute minimum hold time, minimum hold time, is five years. And if you're not prepared to leave your money alone for five years, do not invest in the stock market. This is not rocket science. Just make a decision. Okay, mm-hmm. and if it's money you need within the next twenty-four months, keep it in cash. You know, put it in your wallet, put it in a savings account, bury it in the backyard. But if it's, if, <laughs> but if, if you need it in the next twenty-four months, mm-hmm. certainly don't invest it in the mm-hmm. bond market, market or the stock market. But in terms of giving it time, a couple of stories. There's a story about the the, the um, Chinese bamboo tree. I've heard this story in different versions over the years, but here's one I've found. It's a story that, it's, it's a parable, but here's the story that, of the Chinese uh, bamboo tree. It needs to be planted, it needs to be watered, it needs to be in fertile soil, but the Chinese bamboo tree works a little differently. In the first year, you water it, you make sure it has good food, you will see absolutely no signs of activity or growth, none whatsoever. The entire year, nothing happens. So you keep doing it. The second year, you water it, you make sure the soil's healthy. The entire second year, no signs of activity or growth. Mm-hmm. Now think about your own life doing something over and over and over and over yep. for a full year, and you're not seeing any progress. It's mm-hmm. like, why am I doing this? Yeah. <laughs> Let's go do something else. Let's change uh-huh. careers. Let's, you know, you're two, two years mm-hmm. into the job. You, you haven't been promoted to the vice president of everything in the world yet. And so it's like, mm-hmm. a, I'm going to go find a new job, right? Mm-hmm. Second year, no progress. Third year, even the fourth year, the Chinese bamboo tree, you make sure the soil's healthy, you water, you tend to it, you take care of it, nothing. Now, most of us, after four years of specific activity Mm -hmm. in one direction, all right, we're going to throw in the towel, we're going to sign off, all right, this isn't working. Perseverance. Not talent, not education, certainly not good looks and charm. Perseverance. The fifth year... You carry on with the Chinese bamboo tree. In the fifth year, the Chinese Chinese bamboo tree blossoms, grows to 80 feet with glorious, beautiful blossoms all up and down that 80 feet in just six weeks. Wow. Okay? Mm-hmm. And so many times, life is like that. Life is like that, certainly building a financial statement, building a business is like that. Uh, I've told this story before 15 years ago, you know, 16 years ago. Uh, I started over. There's a whole story there, perhaps on another podcast I'll tell it, but started over in early 2005, just this business building exercise. Wasn't quite sure what to do or how to get started. 
And so I decided I would just go meet people. And so I would so show up at a Gwinnett Chamber event and master the art of having 60 seconds of conversation and collecting a business card because in a professional services environment, business card is inventory. And go to an event, 40 or 50 people there, and I had a goal of collecting a certain number of business cards and master the art of listening to somebody for a few minutes, saying, I would love to hear more about your story. I, I've got to go. Do you have a card? Send an email, give them a call, say, hey, I'd love to hear the rest of your story. And so there was an exercise there in learning to listen, learning to understand. Mm-hmm. But what I did, 50 weeks a year for six years, I would do 20 one-on-one conversations a week, five a day, four days a week. Cannot tell you how much nasty coffee I've had to drink over, <laughs> over those six years from early 2005 until late 2010, mm-hmm. but it helped me develop the ability to have a conversation to listen to stories, so on and so forth. And I've shared that, and the reason I share that is I've shared that with other people, and from the look on their face, that's not a, that's a price they're not willing to pay. Mm. Okay, and it was really just a matter of perseverance and persistence, mm-hmm. and and focused activity. Not not unlike setting aside two hundred dollars a month for years and years and years and years. Pretty soon, it just gets out of control. You have so much, you know that kind of thing. So, I've, I've got to tell you a story. There's a couple named Rich and Linda. I will tell you this story. Mm, yeah. I will tell you the story. story. About, yeah, about Rich and Linda. The story they shared with us is when they got married, uh, she was about 43, he was about 50. She had a teenage daughter. He had three boys that were young adults. Okay? Mm-hmm. And just because of their personal stories, they were starting over in life, they were starting over in marriage, and they were starting over financially. She was uh, an executive secretary. He was a teacher. They had no money. The the dollars mm-hmm. had been absorbed by, you know, divorces and children and just some things like that. And, you know, yep. a very common place for people to be, right? But what they did is they embedded some habits. As his boys grew, he was able to set some money aside. He started doing that. She had the opportunity to set money into 401k, and her company also had a stock option plan that she participated in. Mm-hmm. Such that he was able to retire before he was 65, and she retired when she was 64, but in the space of in the space of less than 20 years of good habits, mm-hmm. they had completely and totally prepared themselves until they were at least 100 years old. Now, that didn't happen the first year they were married, but what they did is they took a, a long walk in one direction because that's a, I've I've heard that phrase before. Life is sometimes just you have to choose to embrace good habits and do it over and over and over again for a long mm-hmm. time. The Chinese bamboo, bamboo tree, six years of focus on one activity, what Bill Gates has referred to as 10,000 hours. You've got to do something over and over. And building a strong financial statement or building a, a successful business is no different. It's focus, consistent execution, and consistent effort over time. You know, the challenge, I think, with that sometimes is sticking to something is it's not always glamorous and not everybody sees it, but you will when you stick with it and you just kind of go on that journey. I just know so many. The funny thing is you were talking about one of our clients that has been putting that money aside and has never stopped in terms of after he paid off the vehicle. We've recently brought on um, a couple of a, a client that 
she's young um, and you know her and her husband and she is doing the same thing um, I don't know where she learned it because that is not the habit she grew up with um, so this is just um, something they've embraced and, and 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 does it as well and it isn't it isn't beautiful or pretty or anything like that most people don't know what's going on so many people want it's kind of like what you were talking about when you were out there trying to build a business that day-to-day thing is a lot of people would quit because you're not getting the response kind of like the bamboo tree you, there's no you're not seeing necessarily any fruit yet but it will come and I just think that anything worth anything is it just takes time and effort and focus like you said it does it really does it really does well hey that that's all we have for today we are going to wrap up this episode of stewarding family wealth brought to you by centurion advisor group an independent wealth management firm based in duluth georgia serving clients around the united states of america you can find us gwinnett business radio x you can also find us iHeartRadio, itunes and spotify, spotify. thanks for listening mm-hmm. talk to you next time